And as a disclaimer, the views and comments made during this episode are those of the participants and do not represent any entity that they volunteer with or are employed by. Enjoy! Hey everybody, welcome to the Mr. Matic Pockets, where we discuss geopolitics, national security, and how much of nonsense ever appears. I'm your host, Ryan Young, and joining me today is... Sean McGuffin. Hey, Tom Durham. And we're recording on December 30th, 2022. So, uh, we're back. It's been, um, it's been about six months since we put out an episode. Nothing's happened in the world. Yeah, nothing's happened. It's been fine. Um, <laughs> I'm... Uh, <laughs> It's there's, been fine, is his description <laughs> of the planet right now. Yeah, yeah. Totally. It's it's uh there's it's just a myriad of reasons. Um, you know, mostly it's my work schedule and things of that sort. Uh, I apologize, to people who do actually do listen to the podcast like consistently. I it's you know it's I, I intend to do better in 2023. This episode will be episode 86. I want to get to 100 episodes next year, so that's like 14. So I think we can do that. Um. I believe in you. I believe you can do it. Oh yeah, I mean, hopefully it's it's one it's one a month plus two others. I think I can do that. Uh, hopefully, we almost did an episode. You you us three almost did an episode. Um, in August, uh, on our favorite coups. Oh, oh yeah, that's yeah. a great one. <laughs> yeah, because it's you, so hard to choose. Well, and also <laughs> describe favorite coup. Like that's kind of a kind of a weird question, don't you think? And also, yeah. it's like, to do failed ones count? Because there's plenty of times where, like, oh, a bunch yeah. of dudes show up with guns and, like, happen. we're taking over the government, and then everyone's like, no, you're not. And then the guys with guns are like, oh, okay. And then they go home, and then it gets a Wikipedia article, and everyone forgets about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, yeah. We, we added coup attempts, uh, because I have I have favorite ones from when I was working at a certain place um, <laughs> that I dealt with, and it was interesting. But we'll, we'll do that, I think, maybe next or at some point soon. But tonight, uh, I see from whatever title I give it, we're doing Qatar and uh, the World Cup and kind of what that means and, you know, you know how, how geopolitics and sporting events really intertwine, especially international things like the Olympics, like the World Cup, um, work out and kind of really what's going on. But before then, as always, we're getting to our drinks. Uh, Sean, what are you drinking? Uh, I'm drinking a bottle of wine I was given for Christmas. It's a red wine from LaGrange Winery in Virginia, and it's just called... General's Battlefield Red Virginia Table Wine, and it's in a big bottle, and it looks like how you would imagine something that called uh, that called looks. It's pretty good. It's not bad. I like it. As you're wearing your NASCAR hat, it, I had to get in character. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> and flannel. Yeah, same statement. <laughs> <laughs> and Tom, I am drinking a can of truly watermelon lemonade hard seltzer that sean left in uh my fridge and my wife asked me to get rid of it one way or another so (laughs) so did mine (laughs) (laughs) yeah and uh i'm drinking something called a lucky irishman it's uh whiskey and baileys so i have two shots two shots of two more do Irish whiskey and a shot of Bailey's. And if you're wondering why he uh, messed up the intro, that would be why. <laughs> yeah, because this is mm-hmm. a strong drink. So far, yeah. not good luck. Though. I mean, we'll see how this episode goes. I mean, <laughs> it might just switch to just, just just Irish whiskey. There's a joke uh, in there about the luck of the Irish fleeting, but this is not an episode on that. 
Yeah, I, 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 I want to touch that real quick. Like, no one liked our ep- Irish episode. It has, it has, like, half the listens that, like, the last couple episodes I've done. Like, like well, the last one we did was, like, what, what is a major non-NATO ally? And that did pretty well. And then, like, the Irish one is, like, half. So we did all, like the Irish hard border issues and like and stuff like and then like Brexit and, and Boris Johnson. It was like very tedious and people it's didn't like, like uh, it's very I think I think it's also like people are so done with Brexit that <laughs> that's probably why. And then that and like I think with Northern Ireland, I mean, you're kind of missing the boat by oh a few oh just a few years. If you had done that episode in like you know ninety six, ninety seven. <laughs> <laughs> That was a few years ago, right? Yeah, yeah that, was, that was only ten years ago. Exactly. That's yeah, how I remember it. Cause it's like, right. it's like, yeah, like the eighties, the eighties, like, oh, that's only like ten, twenty years ago. No, you're just old. <laughs> and we are as far now from uh, the year two thousand as people in nineteen eighty seven were. No, yeah, roughly about that. <sighs> anyway. Anywho, so Cutter. Yeah, so I mean, basically, for people who don't know what the World Cup is, and that that's really weird. It's the the most watched sporting event uh, in the world every four years. Well, every four and three, every four years for men's, and the next years will be the women's. Um, yeah, it's four years between each. It's just um, easy way to remember it is men's uh, World Cup is always on midterm election years in the U.S., and then the women's is the year afterwards. Yeah, next year they're going to Australia and New Zealand. That should be cool. I kind of want to go to that. Yeah. Also, wa- also watch our good team play. Yeah, really. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the men's did good. I mean, anyway, we're, we'll get to that. But like, um, so the World Cup is basically big, big soccer tournament um, from you know countries all over the world. Uh, they come and play against each other and decide who's who's the best. And it's a big deal whoever gets the host because it's like a huge privilege. It's like a, it's a it's like a badge of honor. In 2010, Qatar was awarded it, and there was a lot of controversy considering that the country has total about 2.9 million people, and only 300,000 of those people are actual citizens. Everyone else is a migrant worker, and it's kind of like, you know, why did they get it? And there's been tons of things about corruption issues <laughs> and bribery. And FIFA and a bunch of those people were arrested in 2015 by the FBI and, and the Swiss police, and that was a whole big thing, which we're not going to get into really that much. It's just like so, but anyway, the, it, was, it started controversy. I mean, the big things walking away was like, one, uh, the U.S. made it to the next round, which was always fun. They actually did it, uh, which is always a <laughs> good thing for them. We we tied the British, or I'm sorry, we tied the English. Thank you. And uh, that's and the, the greatest victory. And the okay, we kind of should have beat the Welsh. All right. Yeah, but yeah, yeah that's that was two, that was some bullshit. That is two of the four countries of the UK. So we just got to tie the Scots and Northern Ireland now, and we are on par. What's the last? Yeah, is that does that complete our infinity gauntlet? I mean, you know. Yeah, I'm just like so we have ties. I think we have to play like the Isle of Man as well to get all five or something like that. Oh, that be. Do they even have a team? There's only like what fifty thousand people there. There's not a lot. It's but, like, yeah, I mean, that's like remember that. It'd be like the New York Yankees storming in to beat up some AAA team from somewhere and then just leave. If we play the Isle of Man at any point, I might have to root for the Isle of Man because it's like, come on, that what a you, you got to. There's there's like only six of them there, 
I know this and, is about Qatar, and, but I, I just need to know. If someone's from Isle of Man, like, what do you call yourself? Like, if you're a man, are you just a man-man? Are you... If you're a woman, like, are you someone there? Like, what do you perform here? What do you, what do you refer to yourself as there? Like, What is the denominum? Yeah. Yeah, that is the word. Probably, probably, probably Isle Man and Isle Woman. Probably something that boring. Anyway, which... <laughs> The other big thing, there's beginning the, the tournament, there was controversies around, like, you know, uh, there's issues with Qatar's uh, treatment of LGBTQ plus uh, people. You know, they're, they're, they have anti-homosexuality laws, and, and Qatar is, like, up to the three years in prison, and there's abuse, and there's a harassment by the police and security services on those people. So a lot of European countries were going to wear armbands, like, the captains wear armbands, like, one love. And basically, FIFA came out and said, if you do that, you will be yellow carded as soon as you walk <laughs> in the field. As soon as the game starts, you'll be yellow carded for wearing the armband. So uh, everyone took them off. And they kept being, they kept being like, oh, leave, leave politics out of the game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, leaving politics out of the game, like, I mean, that's like, that's kind of a fantasy that a lot of people in the United States still have is that, oh, you know, don't make it political, but, like, sports have been a part, uh, politics have been a part of sports since the very beginning. Like, they, sports are in a lot of places and always will be naturally political. Um, especially soccer. Like, that is, uh, the world's well, game is not without politics. And it's tied to national teams and things like that, which makes it, uh, extra interesting. To say the least, yes. <laughs> yeah, like, well, it was a, Go ahead. Well, and and on top of their, um, you know, repression of uh, of gay and queer folks, they uh, they several thousand people died constructing stadiums because of uh, poor worker safety and general disregard for various migrants coming into the country to build all these. Right. Yeah, uh, it's estimated around sixty five hundred um, since the beginning, because like. When they when they won the bid in 2010, they had nowhere near the infrastructure. They had to build everything basically from scratch, like highways, metro systems. Um, they didn't have a soccer stadium. Stadiums. Like, yeah, they didn't have a single one uh, at that time. And it's just kind of like, I mean, first of all, should should I want to touch on that before we kind of move on to some other things? Like, should a country because this is everybody talk about the World Cup in general? Should teams be awarded it when they don't have the infrastructure? I mean, yeah, they give them time to build it, but it's still like. They go unused. It's just like a waste of that country's funding. Like you, you saw, like in Russia, like in Sochi, like most of that yeah. stuff's in disrepair now. Or uh, Brazil, you had uh, yep. that one stadium that was built in the middle of nowhere. Um, there's some other ones built in like places where there's a lot of people live that I'm sure are getting a lot of use. But there's one that was not too far from, pretty much right up there, like in the Amazon. I doubt that thing is being used or ever to fill capacity again in its life. Um, and there's I a mean, lot of the stadiums that are notorious for this like too. Like a lot of the stuff for the Greek Olympic Games from uh, was that the early 2000s. 2000. Um, that stuff like felt you know was not being used. Like the but same time though the Economist had an interesting piece at the beginning of this cup where they talked about they simply said well why not cutter and they kind of I think they're trying to play devil's advocate a little bit. Yeah. Um, but largely what they argued was that it is the world's game and. As much as the most popular leagues in the world and teams are all in Europe, and FIFA's been historically very Eurocentric and South American centric, we it can't be a world game unless you let others host it. Um, which does mean that you will have to have times have non-democratic, at, the, at least as the way the world is right now, non-democratic countries 
um, host it and it's such so that's so like an ideally like yes i think like maybe some countries that have the means that have the teams don't really have the big stadiums should be given a chance perhaps however a country like Qatar and the way they went about it and the the way you know like in terms of how they were built uh how they allegedly got the rights to do the whole the whole world cup again that is where i kind of lean towards a no yeah because in in 2015 when when there was like they arrested like a lot of the top leadership of of fifa who jesus if you don't know this is the one who runs the world cup (laughs) just outlining it there it was the one Uh, u.s it was also the fbi doing that like that is uh that's the one time we were the heroes of the world in men's soccer (laughs) (laughs) one day one day we will actually if we if we won the world cup everyone would be mad there would be no one who's happy about it except us I mean, this thing is like soccer used to be a bigger thing here in the united states and allegedly largely it's because um because we, we actually got third place in the 30s i believe or we got really close like in the top five or so um but what happened was uh like i guess over time it became more eurocentric and the u.s in kind of response and do our own isolationism responded by kind of being more in favor of other sports um, i don't think it was ever the most popular sport we ever had but it was a bit more than it really coming in third be. place is pretty good, even if it yeah. was in the thirties. Well, for men's our women's team has won it like several times. Oh yeah, oh, oh yeah, yeah. Our women's team has won demolishes it people. Um, yeah, the women's team I think has won it the most, and the only one, and or they're tied with Japan for the most. But it like yeah, our women's uh, team has won it the most. I mean, the women's soccer too is. The FIFA Women's Soccer. If you look at like a list of the countries that participate in it, it's a really good measure on which countries actually give a damn about women's athletics and just generally women's rights. Um, it's a very different crop than uh, the men's World Cup. Yeah, that's a whole different issue. Well, maybe we'll do um, another episode next year when um, when they have the Women's World Cup in Australia and New Zealand. Talk about like you know women in sporting stuff like you talk about like you know situation in Afghanistan like they just have a cricket team now they don't live um, while watching a game which will be Australian times I assume like I don't know like 4 a.m. here should, yeah <laughs> yeah I, I I missed a lot of games uh because I work a uh, fucked up work schedule and uh that's why I didn't see the finals or the men's U.S. men's <laughs> game against the Netherlands and I was just like ah oh, shit. Because it was 10 a.m., I couldn't do it. It just wasn't feasible. But anyway, so with, with that a little bit, we're kind of jumping around a little bit, and I, that's fine. Has has the criticism been legitimate, or has there been a, a tent of racism or elitism from the West? Because everyone's kind of like, that's what Cutter's been tired of. Like, oh, you're just hating us because we're Middle Eastern, and that's what it is. It's not because of, you know, poor human rights record. <laughs> I, mean, I think it's why not both it, yeah yeah why not both like it definitely i mean the, the last world cup was russia not known for its uh pro lgbtq rights or human rights even pre-ukraine war um so i think it's it's hard to like entirely measure these things but i'm sure some western bias towards arab nations and arabs is definitely partly to play in that but at the same time they are not you know, that doesn't absolve them of said criticism. Yeah, it's uh, a lot of the criticism has been, uh, or at least some of the criticism is probably founded in, 
oh, well, uh, they're Muslim, they're Arab, and all that stuff, which is not deserved. However, when you have uh, 6,000 some odd people die building stadiums, uh, and there is generalized uh, discrimination against a whole host of folks, that's, uh, no matter where you are, that's going to come into play. Now, their counter argument, if you can call it that, is them saying, well, this is our culture. This is our uh, this is how things are done where we are. So you should respect our culture. Um, I mean, uh, what do you guys at least think of that statement? It's to me, it's uh, culture is, ex- you know, y'all do you wherever you are. However, um, it that runs into, oh, well, but now you're if your culture is to then use to then discriminate against other people doing their lives in no way that harms you. That's where it starts to hit a wall. Well, yeah, I, I think I think the it's like, well, you sign all these treaties as part of the UN saying you would respect these human rights and you're not doing it. So you're full of shit. Yeah, it's um, there's a fine line between like, you know, if you go to said country like, and uh, for example, if sport fans aren't allowed to take off their shirts during games because of certain cultural practice there that that I, I understand. Um a little too modest, I would say, but that's how you know. That's how they do things there. There's a difference between those norms and then some of the laws that are in places like Russia and Qatar, um, especially when it pertains to things like sexuality. Yeah. So I think that's yeah. kind of the uh, yeah. That's kind of the or even like even the alcohol ones. Like I mean, Budweiser going all in for those who aren't aware. Budweiser um, paid a lot of money to be the sponsor uh, Ryan, well, we could hear you like clanking all your shit in the background there yeah, I, yeah I know I don't care oh fuck <laughs> it okay <laughs> fuck me sorry all right, all right. Anyway, uh, Tom, yeah, I cut you off my bad I was not aware Budweiser paid a ton of money to be a sponsor of this last World Cup only to have really last minute the promised alcohol allowed zones not exist so alcohol remained banned in um, in Qatar Again, that's another one kind of like, sure, I get that. If that is the cultural country, especially if it's a predominantly a Muslim country. Yeah, makes uh, sense. Budweiser losing, you know, going all in on that. Like, it's not right for the business. Is it funny? Yes. Oh, it's but, really funny. And it, but, it was announced two days I before. Understand, <laughs> I understand. It's, it's, when those, it's when you have, um, again, ones that pertain and target specific peoples based on their sexuality gender, race, etc. Yeah, I mean, they were cracking down people wearing, like, rainbow flags and stuff like that yeah. um, in the stadium. Um, and that that's always problematic. And, and like, we also issues with um, people protesting the, the the I mean, support showing support for the Iranian protests uh, that have been ongoing for the last couple of months, you know, wearing different, like, wearing a jersey of the name of the woman who was killed by the Marathi police and things like that sort. I mean, who doesn't? It's I don't want to get too interested because we're not doing that an episode on this, but it's just like there's been turmoil in, in Iran because of basically the I the people are sick of the Ayatollah's bullshit and um they want change. Um and people are protesting that and they're the 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 cutter was just like, no, nah, I can't do that here. Like <laughs> that's not tolerable. Like like the Iranian team didn't sing the national anthem at the at the at their first game against England. Yeah, the UK or England, thank you. And and man, people were pissed in Iran. That's yeah, that's that's a move. I'm I'm surprised they uh they did it to be honest. 
Yeah, the rest of the games they did, though, and they kind of kept because I think the the Iranian Revolutionary Guard Corps, they're basically their fucking, like, super powerful, you know, attached to the Supreme Leader kind of thing. Um, were there kind of like, hey, do you want your family to be tortured? Maybe we should, you know, do better. You know, so that's kind of shit. It's the other politics of the World Cup, you know, protesting things when you disagree with issues. And we saw, I think we saw stuff like in the U, like, We've seen stuff from the U.S. like supporting different things and 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 different issues. It's you generally see it, you see it in the World Cup. People protest stuff, and there yeah. there are there are rules around it. But like, I think I think FIFA was cracking down on certain things that people were not pleased with. Yeah, but I mean at the same time they they have the Qatar has made reforms. Um, I think it was 2018 2019 they made uh, changed the kafala system, which is like the sponsorship system for migrant workers. You know, basically better pay better hours, you know, don't work during the, the middle of the day in the summer so people die of heat exhaustion. When it's 122 degrees outside. Yeah, shit like that. So, I mean, it's it's still, like, leaps and bounds where it should be, but there has been change, and they did that in conjunction with the UN's International Labor Organization, so it's, like, they're being, like, handheld a little bit to do it, and they've done it, but it's kind of, like, yeah, but you know, it was like eight, nine years before they did that, and how many people died because of the lack of, you know, compassion, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, good on them for at least beginning to make some amount of change. However, uh, it's progress is good, but uh, not where it's currently landing. Let's put it that way. Yeah. So, oh, sorry, we speak also a bit. Um, politics too playing into this world cup some developments that happened uh in addition to like iran i mean because we had there was uh iranian fans that tried to come into the games or were stopped because they're trying to bring in their the uh old flag from the pre-iranian revolution era um yeah the shot, what a lovely guy remember him yeah, uh, I'm not endorsing that. I'm just saying that's what happened um, there. Um, Thomas Durham is a but, giant supporter of the Shah. Uh, he he has a picture of him behind him currently in the video chat. It's very strange. Uh, the Durhams, big supporters of the Shah. Yeah. Yes, very, yeah, very much. Yes, I'm sure. Anyway, so, but another another bit that happened too was uh, the Serbian team is being uh, investigated because I don't know if you guys saw this, but. For uh, allegedly being behind a flag that contained a map of Serbia, but they include Kosovo as part of it. Ah. Um, which is no bueno uh, in terms of just for because at the World Cup, that is you don't you don't show up at these kind of events. These events are supposed to harbor sportsmanship and camaraderie. These aren't supposed to be events where people come to uh, air their nationalistic. Um, you know, that kind of nationalistic tendency, let's just say. Yeah, it's 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 gonna happen every time. I mean, there was, I mean, there, there, I mean, there's other things that happen, like you know, Morocco just just fucking up the former colonizers. It was was was. I think everyone enjoyed that. <laughs> everyone, and I mean, everyone at some point was rooting for Morocco. They went on a tour de force for some apparent reason. And did shockingly well. <laughs> well, also, that what's crazy about that story, too, is their uh, manager was not uh, hired until August. So he's a new guy. Makes it even wow. more of a really cool story. Mm. Um, I can see in the next World Cup, they will be back again. And 
It'll be, they'll be here in the U.S., which, for those who aren't aware, the 2026 World Cup will be uh, expanded to include more teams than before because it will have three hosts this time, Mexico, the U.S., and Canada, which it should be pretty crazy good party. Um, and then it's kind of, in a lot of ways, this is it's the... Um, it's so going to be the opposite of the uh, this recent World Cup in that all three of the hosts are democracies. All the stadiums are already built, and have, several of them are, have been built for quite some time. So I foresee the price tag for this one being uh, just a wee bit less. Yeah, I, mean, I don't this, know, man. This, I'm sure they'll find a way to spend a lot more money on it than true. This is a country full of also of uh, lawyers and contractors who will find something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah, I think the 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 World Cup in Qatar was the the most expensive ever. Oh, by far, they outspent, I believe, Brazil and Russia combined. Don't yeah. quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure it's it's something crazy high like that. But touching on the 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 U.S. Um, the the U.S. Canada Mexico World Cup, it's just like DC didn't get the bid for the city. That uh, sucks. You can blame uh, damn Schneider for that one. Yeah, what else is it? Fuck Dan Snyder. Controversial opinion there. Wow. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. Um, I don't want to get a fucking landover. Sorry. Um, anyway, that's local stuff for people. <laughs> if you, know, you, you don't know what's going on, then don't worry about it. Google it. Um, Just know that there are. Um, I, think Phil, I think Philly DC. got it. Yes, Philly got it. it. Well, just for those listening, not aware of local DC stuff. So DC has quite a few pro sports teams in multiple leagues, but the commanders uh, are the only one in that they are not in, actually physically in DC. And probably there are far more people in the city that hate them than actually <laughs> like them largely due to I, the owner. I don't know. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of people that are a lot of people from DC, it's, it's their team with that but, said, but it's everyone hates their love owner. Hate. And I count love hate in that one. Okay. It's like, okay. Love know, hate. People love out there hate who you have a team, but they're so been terrible for so long that you just you just hate them. You can't watch them anymore. Hey, they've they've had, had some I'm pretty good about. games this year. They've had this some year. pretty good yes. games this year. Like it was surprising, like you know, like Heineke and stuff. Like where is it? This now now this is now the oh, NFL boy. podcast. We're yeah, now the NFL about. podcast. We're questioning: Are commanders good, or is this Lisa? Uh, or what's her name from uh, Charlie Brown with the football? Oh yeah, are they gonna pull it away at the last moment? Maybe. I mean, they they beat the Eagles, which was that was a fantastic game. They beat them. I mean, that was that was wonderful. That was crazy to see. Um, They're probably gonna make the playoffs if they beat the Browns. You know, they do that. They're gonna make the playoffs tonight's subject: Cutter or (laughs) Qatar, depending on which uh, American sportscaster they had on for Spock. Fox Sports, because for those who did watch, noticed that they couldn't quite seem to decide uh, how to pronounce it. I mean. On this episode here, we've all said it a little bit differently. Yeah, I mean, there, there's, there's how you say it, and there's accents, and then there's, then there's just like the other four ways you can say the, the name. Um, yeah, I mean, to be fair, um, ever since I went to a conference in Houston and met a bunch of Canadians who thought I was Canadian because of the way I spoke two months ago, I've been questioning my own accent. Granted, they thought I was a Vancouver Canadian, not a Toronto Canadian, but still has me questioning. That makes like, perfect sense. I You're from Seattle. It's basically Vancouver. I don't say progress. I say progress like an American. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> anyway, anyway, anyway. Um, 
So more accent talk here on Almost Diplomatic. <laughs> you know what? You do you could do your wash later. <laughs> Wherever we're no. Try the Ambass Jam out of water. Oh no, the Maryland's out. Oh my God, no, not the not the Baltimore. Thank you for tuning into this week's Maryland podcast, where we talk about crab cakes and old day. Ball, and Baltimore, Baltimore, Maryland. Not following traffic laws. No, that's that's for Natty Bo. For suckers, Natty Bo, hell yeah, had Natty Bo before we started this podcast. This week, you talked to Marylanders who just discovered a a country called Qatar exists, and we find out how they're going to pronounce it. And they just discovered a strange thing in their car called a turn signal. Find out next week if they ever use it. <laughs> the answer is no. That's, there's no time for that. I have Florida tags in my car, so I don't really care. I drive, I drive like an asshole anyway. Because uh, people are just like, oh, he's from Florida. He doesn't know any better. I'm like, yeah, I don't. Ah. I, I mean, I mean, I drive like an asshole too. But that's how you have to drive in this area. If you don't, people will take advantage of you. And they only respect strength. Similar to <laughs> geopolitics. Or it's like, look at my diplomatic tag, so, fuck you. Speaking of strength, soft power, which is really was what Qatar was after in this games. Yeah, so do they do they really benefit from having it this year, or is it are they have they inspired more ire than anything? I think it's a little too early to call just because I mean the they want they're trying to diversify away from oil, which good on them. Um that's we, we would like the world's petro states to slowly diversify to not be petro states. Uh, I think we could all agree that the world would be a little better off without, you know, <laughs> a bunch of petro states. Um, would you say nuclear power is a pretty good thing, Tom? Possibly, yes. But uh, the net, but no, but like in terms for this though, I think like part of this was to build up things like their own national, their own uh, international profile but even for things like tourism so if you see like in the next couple of years there's a huge increase in spike in tourism for people going there uh then i guess in that regard i'd say it would be a success but if it stuff really means about the same then i don't know if it'd be called it'd be easy to say this was a success for them particularly for how much money they spent yeah i i, I think it was kind of a thing to get a bigger seat at the table they have the most like probably the most access to liquefied Gas reserve, you know, gas whatever stuff. Then the most countries, including the U.S. And, and some other countries. So I think they wanted to get. A, is 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 it sport washing? Is the is the term? It's just like, oh hey, we have sports. People like sports. Don't ignore all the bad things we do. It's like it's like Saudi Arabia. Term. It's like Saudi Arabia's golf league. They started this past year or past couple years or whatever. But what if it's a sport people watch? <laughs> Yeah, golf. Oh, ouch. Oh. Um, <laughs> Fuck you, I'm sure golf, every, right golf now, every, players. every golf <laughs> player just turned this off. Uh, but no, in seriousness, that's, yeah, like it's, uh, I think it's a bit of, it's a little bit of that, but then a little bit of it could be, I mean, partly it's just when you are a tiny country like the army, for those who haven't looked up, um, just, just Google Maps, Qatar, and look at just how tiny that country is. Uh, most U.S. states are larger than it. And when you're out there and it's largely in the desert, it like it's it's like a lot of the trouble a lot of island nations struggle. Like, how do you diversify? What do you what do you get into? Um, it's not like a you know a country like the U.S. where you have uh, one industry going and then you discover in your mountains, oh, we have a bunch of iron. Oh, let's get into the iron industry. Oh, let's get let's get into lumber. Like, it's real easy because you have all this land to do that. Like, you don't have that option in these places. Well, yeah. um, well, well and, 
they they have the finances to push to to to, to force through a lot of those things uh, which is you know generally good for them and i think any a lot of the criticism they've got will wash off with time just i feel like given people's memory and you know ability to stick with things they'll they'll forget about that given enough stuff and uh, you know forgive and forget and then after that it's like oh yeah i've heard of this place and that will spawn more you know i mean really it's at this point it's marketing it's name recognition that'll lead to people going there it'll lead to uh for them hopefully more investment and more as you said diversification i mean it's it, i it think also, eventually this yeah it'll, it'll depend how long it'll take for it to pay back well, but it's probably good for them it's also like what do they follow up with this with because it's um like uh there, there's other very interesting i would say are you almost interesting forms of cultural soft power um, is how what Thailand does. Uh, Thailand funds, if people are unaware, they have a whole program to fund to help set up a lot of Thai restaurants. Like that's why mm. there are so many of them in the United States. Um, that's why if all the cuisines in the United States, it is no coincidence, not your imagination, that the quality consistency is there. Um, it's largely because Thailand on trying to so people are more familiar with it, which arguably as a result. Yeah, I, I would. It, it is the most uh, rec- name recognized, wise, most well-known Southeast Asian country in the West. Um, you know, but that's a sustained effort thing over time. Whereas Qatar, uh, you know, how do you how do you continue to stay in um, people's minds after this? Well, they they have a huge soft power approach to basically hosting extremist groups like the Taliban and Hamas. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Uh, I mean, but they do, I mean, they do. They they do. They they basically they they provide a uh, a outlet to discuss things with them. Like they they were critical in 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 the evacuation of Afghanistan last year. Uh, yeah, acting like a Switzerland almost, I guess, as a yeah, kind I, of neutral I, I place. Middle East though would be a little difficult because you're you're competing with the UAE in that regard. Like the Swiss, they choose business over. Yeah, you, yeah they're 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 more a financial geez. hub. They're, they're, I think the UAE, the United Arab Emirates, is more of a financial hub than anything. They they're chosen like they're they're really diversifying their portfolio more than Qatar is, yeah. which is just basically if I yeah, guess. and having the largest U.S. base in the region in their country, which is really kind of let them like do what they want and, and kind of get away with it a little bit. Fair. Yeah, but I was more talking about in terms of for the world stage, like also staying in the minds of like like people who aren't decision makers, like the average person. Because a whole lot of people in this past like couple of months became aware that there is a country called Qatar or Qatar or however the person on TV you know <laughs> pronounced it for them when they were watching it. Um, but how do they stay in that mind as as opposed to being a country like? You know, they'd be like, oh, yeah, what was that country they four years ago had the World Cup thingy? Um, in, in that way, because they they are really trying to build up their tourism. Um, their airline is increasingly doing a lot more international flights. It's it's one of the one of the nicest ones constantly when you look at rankings for the top airlines in the world. And that's not a coincidence. It's a concerted effort on them to get more tourism, to get more um you know, foreign business and so it's just how do you stay in the, the world of that because you also have uh, again like you have the uae next door who every year um for like f1 racing one of the uh, tracks every year for one of the races takes place there 
So do you get one of those, or how, how do you get, you know, continue state instead of just being a one-off event? Granted, a massive event, but... Well, does, doesn't, UE, doesn't UE also host, like, cricket stuff? They're, they're super yes, nice. they do. Yeah, I, th- I think I kind of trying to cut into that market a little bit. Um, I'm not sure how they're going to do with their current setup they have, because all those teams are built for soccer, not cricket. Eh, you can you can move those things around, maybe. Some know. some ones you can transition more. That's why um, there's multiple places that have like hockey and basketball at the same uh, arenas. Um, it, sure what 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 will be interesting too is that, I mean, yes, they have to stay in the minds of people and all those things. But even after like the movie Borat, uh, who <laughs> you know he was supposedly Kazakh, and you know, he insulted that country left and right. I think they put a warrant out for his arrest, uh, the actor, Sasha Baron who did it. However, years later, like 10 times more people visit Kazakhstan than they did before because people physically didn't know the name of the place and then Googled it. And they went, oh, wow, this is really pretty. And so they started to go there and to the point where now their government has kind of done a 180 and has started at least leaning more into had an that cultural reference. They have yeah. actually had an increase of Western tourism as a result. Mm-hmm. I did yeah. not know this. That is probably one of the unintended consequences of it. They really, really you fucking hated that movie, it, too. It, it comes back <laughs> exactly. down to... 2008. Wow. It was a long time ago. Yeah. It comes down back down to this sports washing thing, where it's just like you, you associate the country more with, like, oh, the World Cup, rather than, like, the human rights abuses and, like other issues and, and that kind of, and that's, or they're supporting, yes. you know, basically financially or whatever else, like supporting extremist groups in the region, which they do. Yeah. It, you know, it's just like, it's just a hodgepodge of issues of that country. And it's like, and now, now they're a major non-NATO ally, which, you know, was in our last episode where we talked about Qatar a little bit and like in the, their role in that, um, if you're interested in that type of thing. Nice plug. Yeah. You know, <laughs> here I go. Um, <laughs> So, where do we think FIFA's going to go after this? Do we do we already know? I I, I didn't I sh- I thought about it, I, sh- I didn't look it up. It is, I know it's the U.S., Canada, Mexico next, but what do what is it after that? Does anyone know off the top of their head? Are we, are we gonna do a pause real quick and I can go look. We're gonna pause and Google it. No, there's nothing. Li- I don't see anything listed. Um. Because it'd be for 2030, so I guess that it wouldn't pick it. Well, it's it's eight years, so they should have been picked it. For which one? Which one? The the one after the next one. What, oh no, they they're that's gonna be picked sometime next year. It's usually like, yeah. Um, and then after that, the next um, Winter Olympics is in Italy, and the next. Summer Olympics is in Paris, and then the Summer Olympics after that is in L.A. And then I don't know what the other Winter Olympics is, so we're kind of going back to after a string. And of course, we just had the Winter Olympics in uh, China. So after a string of uh, non-democracies hosting stuff, uh, we're going to go back to uh, democracies for a bit. Um, TBD on uh, Italy, but... But... Whole another topic of conversation. <laughs> Just, oh, that's, that's but um, awesome comment. But no, yeah, it. So it's like uh, that's the other thing too is as we go on and face and go all these like by the end of the decade, like how much of this you're right a lot could fade from memory. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's going to go away. And again, in the average person's mind, it's going to go away. I mean, not for people who who really focus on stuff like you know what we do because we're losers, but like especially Sean. Um, Thanks, Ryan. You're welcome. I'm here for you. But uh, no, I mean, it's just like should I mean should FIFA really promote democracy? Should the next World Cup, you know, after the next one in twenty twenty six? Be in a democratic country. Should they, should, they, should people make a, like a actual choice? I mean, they should, but they're not going to probably. So it could like who knows where it's going to be. They, it could be anywhere. They've clearly shown that's not their interest, at least anytime soon. Uh, and they've probably done that to be as big a tent as possible. Yes. A good way to spin that would say, oh well, we are here for everyone on the planet, regardless of who their government is. That would be the nice way to say it. The other way to say it is that there's more money in being as big a ten as possible. <laughs> yeah, the, bri- the, the bri- and also like the, remember the like right now they're going to be more in damage control of their brand. Um, I would suspect they'd be more in tune to like uh, pick for 2030 a very uncontroversial uh, option. So the next two World Cups are in non-controversial places. Um, from what I understand, the bidders are include Morocco, Uruguay, Argentina, Spain, Portugal, uh, Chile. Pretty much except for Morocco, um, everybody on there is democracy. Morocco, they might surprise everyone to give it to, especially how popular they got from this. Uh, yeah, maybe. But um, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I, it, it's definitely not going to be another um, instance of a tiny country smaller than Ohio getting it. Yeah, I mean it's it. Cutter getting it was kind of wild. Well, that I mean, well, there, there's 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 talk that the UAE could try to get it. The yes. UAE and Saudi have been mentioned in passing. Yeah. Um, I'm rooting for the Isle of Man because if they if they host it, then they have to be in it. On the rock. The final will be held on the Rock of Gibraltar at the very top. So now we're talking about the island games, which is a special set of <laughs> games that the various islands on the world. So, you know, the Isle of Man, Guernsey, Jersey, Svalbard, those islands have their own little small Olympics that they play. And they include Gibraltar, even though on their website they say we acknowledge Gibraltar is not an island. However, they are in spirit. And they are in spirit. Uh, and I desperately want to go to the island games. I would, I I'm sure during Franco and Spain, Gibraltar wanted to be an island for their own safety, but we we we've talked about the island games so many times that we at some point our group or some part of our group, our our friend group will definitely go to something like that. And I will lead them and it will be great. <laughs> It'll be glorious. But anyway. Speaking of islands, there was a there was talk once that uh when Cutter Saudi Arabia and Qatar yeah, yeah, like I Saudi Arabia sure. considered digging a moat around the country. Which, while one of the stupider ideas, is one of the funniest. And would have been a you spectacular know, yeah. waste of money that I really... You're saying that spending a bunch of people to go and dig a moat hundreds in, of miles. in the Arabian desert is a dumb idea. Yeah, I mean, yeah. when the desert is a blockade enough to... Uh, anyway. Do you, do you know that, that three-and-a-half-year blockade that Saudi Arabia, UAE, Egypt, and someone else had against Qatar was uh, had really had really terrible adverse... Um, repercussions. Repercussions, yes, thank you. On the camel trade. 
I did not. Are the cameras no. okay? I, I don't know. I don't know if they so ever why wasn't that the topic of this fucking podcast? <laughs> because we weren't talking Let's... about the blockade. I don't actually. I don't know why we didn't. No, no, no. Fuck the, the blockade. blockade. The camel trade. I want to discuss purely the camel trade. You want to see how much Colleen's worth? How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's, that's Sean's fiance, by the way. <laughs> I bet she's, she's worth great. at least four camels. Oh, oh, I was. I'll take four camels. That'll be great. She'll understand too. She'll be like, "Oh uh, yeah, I get it." It's it's part of the, it's not like you're bringing up the marriage. It's part of the dowry. So I talked to her Hell family yeah. about it. Hell I, yeah! I demand for 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 camels for Colleen. Uh, I will accept other equally large uh, animals that I have no place to put inside my apartment. Well, aren't, aren't there going to be cows at the wedding? There will be cows at the wedding. <laughs> anyway, it'll be glorious. <laughs> yeah. Anywho. Anywho. Anywho, um, that's all. It's it's been forty five minutes. We've rambled on about the World Cup. I think I'm not sure. If you talk about it there somewhere. Yeah, there's there's some World Cup stuff in there. Hopefully, we're actually back. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> Next episode on the camel trade and other uh, you know, bargaining of and, livestock and on um, Thailand's policy for uh, program for Thai restaurants in the United States for seriously though. I uh, highly recommend people look it up. It is really fascinating of how they support like a lot of the restaurants here. And speaking it's, of trading of animals and of eating animals, uh, did you know that actually Israel eats more turkey per person than any country in the world, more than the U.S., which I found surprising. Yeah, who the fuck likes turkey that much? Turkey sucks. That It's kind of dry. Yeah, yeah it's just super dry. It's, super dry. I agree. Yeah, I know. That is that is. Uh, also, I li- I, li- I lived in Israel. I don't remember Turkey being a thing. This is the thing I looked up that I found one day. In other fascinating <laughs> Turkey notes, uh, Benjamin Franklin wanted the turkey to be the yes. United States' national bird. But then they he then they didn't he recant that uh, when they realized from watching observing the turkey how stupid it is. I really hope so. I'm pretty sure. I know that they like decided against it, but I think like some of you originally were supportive of it. I don't know if Frank was one of them. Changed their mind later after they observed like the turkey some more in a while, and they realized this is a really dumb bird. Well, and speaking of Ben Franklin, he actually coined the term "booty, booty, booty" rocking everywhere. He said that. <laughs> anyway, anyway, that fun fact. And I'm leaving that in. I don't care. Um, one of those facts is true. The other <laughs> one of those not. facts is true. <laughs> Um, anyway, that was almost too many. Thanks, guys. Bye. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) I told you I would derail this shit.